Alrighty. Hey, everybody. Um, today's Friday, October 11th, 2019. And today I have the wonderful Lauren Marie with me on the show. Hi, Lauren. Hello. <laughs> and um, I wanted to interview Lauren today because she is just, I just love talking to her. And I think that we get to great stuff when we talk. And um, today we're going to talk about the willingness to, to be you, um, even if it offends other people or even if it is um, something that other people are not comfortable, comfortable with or if you have some really wonderful things going on in your life and they don't, um, the willingness to be that and still be the kindness of you and not like an asshole, but, but being willing to be different in the world and being okay with that, even if it does make other people feel small sometimes. So um, I just sprung this exciting title on Lauren right before the show, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I definitely see you doing that, and um, I see you creating your life really differently, and I've created my life really differently, and we're really sort of we both live in different countries than we were born in, and we both have kids. If And if you would have interviewed either of us about kids only six years ago, we would have told you you were crazy. That's and, crazy talk. Yeah. Actually, four years ago was when I got my kids. And yours, were, how old are your kids now? Are they four? I, I got mine four years ago, too, you but I had, I, had, I had a little bit of prepa preparation, like you a few did. months. <laughs> mine was just a wham. Um, <laughs> but um but yeah like we do have really weird strange different lives and they've turned in directions that we never would have cognitively thought they would and um you know made really different choices and so I'd love to talk about that and like talk about the willingness to continue to do that even if it's maybe not with the people around you are comfortable with um so mm. Yeah, I think one thing about the adventure of being you, uh, which we wrote a book called The Adventure of Being You as being you facilitators. Um, check it out, it's very cute. Uh, <laughs> but um, The Adventure of Being You, it's really, it's really about following whatever path makes you lighter and lights you up and um, is expansive for you and not having a predetermined, like, um, following this rule book for how your life should look. And I know growing up that <clears throat> you and I probably both got the same brainwashing about how your life will go as a young girl, you know, and, yep. uh, and I don't know how Canada was, but in the U S it's like, you very much finish school, you go to college, you get married, you have kids. Like there's this, you know, trajectory that you follow. And, um, I definitely went down that path and I got married very young and, I went and got my college degree and got my master's degree and I was settling down. I got two dogs and, you know, the whole deal. And I was with my first husband and, you know, I was like 22 or something crazy. And like, you know, had this whole like uh, white picket, you know, reality. And I woke up one day and I was like, oh my God, like this is not me. Like, I don't, like whose life am I living? <laughs> Yeah. And I was so bored and I was so unhappy and I like we were gonna start trying to have kids and I freaked out and I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I um, you know, had a heart to heart with my husband and I said, like, 
I feel like I can't be, it was basically like, I can't be me and be in this marriage and do this like white picket thing anymore. So we split up, you know, and went our separate ways. And I went, you know, crazy and did my whole teenage phase. Like, you know, I should have done maybe earlier, but, (laughs) (laughs) and um, got all my wild oats sewn and everything. But, uh, and it's funny because if you look at his life, it all stayed the same. It's just, you take me out and you put like this new chick in and then he had two kids and he had this like Midwest, you know, experience and it was great for him and it was just not me. So I think in that moment and many moments, I realized like I'm living someone else's dream or, or nightmare or something. Yeah. <laughs> Depends so. on how you look at it. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's like, I don't know. I just like always had such a different way of looking at things. And I was always so stunned by how bored everybody was all the time. Like I couldn't understand it. I was like, I, I was like, if, if this is all that there is, like, why don't people just choose to like leave the planet like I just couldn't understand it it was so slow and so miserable and I myself was happy like I was a happy kid I had a happy childhood but I could not understand why people were allowing themselves to have such horrible lives and um and mostly like not even trauma bad but just really mind-numbingly boring and um and I, I, yeah, I found access when I was 19. So I was sort of, I got to cut off some of those, you know, like the, you know, the, I never did get married to somebody that I like didn't mesh with, but I, um, it's like, you know, the choice to, you know, choose something different has been such a different choice. And when I first started like choosing things that were really, really different, I was 100% convinced that like if I kept going down this path that I was going to end up homeless on the street. <laughs> and I loved having these horrible horrible ideas that like like this voice in my head almost that kept saying you're going to end up homeless on the street. You're going to end up even have homeless people in Canada? No. And my parents <laughs> have money. Like and they love me. Like that would never happen. That would be like completely <laughs> impossible. But like I was so convinced. I was completely certain that that was what was going to happen. Um I don't know where I got that from. But it definitely goes to show how like how when you like try to go outside of the box at all everything tries to pull you back in the box. So, yeah. So like I kept studying and then I found access and I really liked the tools because I was just, I was like, it, it has taken, I was young, but I'd been studying like Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle and um, like reading tarot cards and studying the Bible, like everything. I'm like, what is this all about? Since I was like maybe 12. And, um, and so when I found access, I was like, this takes all of the great parts and then adds all these other parts that are even greater than anything I've ever found. And um, 
And so I started doing it, but I started telling all my friends because, like, I assumed that because I wanted to do it, that all my friends would want to do it. And I started telling everybody, and I was, like, sending them, like, tapes and radio shows and books and all kinds of things. And everybody was, like, um, and, like, nobody would respond or say anything. And, and then it was then that I realized, hmm. I might be different than all the other people in my life. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. But, um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about is like, is there a particular time, like I'm sure you've had many, but like where choosing you has been kind of a bold choice and it really felt like it was going against other people or, you know, people, um, you know, made you sort of feel that it was a bad idea to be you and to choose different things? Well, definitely like leaving my first marriage, as I said, my family and his family was very, and he, and he were like, none of them were in, into that idea. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a very popular one. <laughs> bold. I mean, that is pretty bold to have like a marriage where nothing is terribly wrong and want to leave it. I mean, that doesn't happen in, in normal life. But it's like significant, man. Once you do it, there's no turning back. Just to stay married forever. Yeah, I didn't do that one. And then um, a few years later, I had established my career and was doing acupuncture, and I was running a wellness center in Denver. And um, I found access, and I started doing access with my patients, and I became a facilitator, and I... <clears throat> First, I before acupuncture, I had studied psychology and then acupuncture, and then I found access, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like you, like this is what I've really been looking for. Not only because um, of what the tools were, but also with acupuncture, the licensure, you can only do it where you are licensed, right? So I, so I couldn't go anywhere outside of the state that I was in and, right. and have have a business. With, with access, you can actually travel and you can do classes online and you can do it anywhere. And I was like, oh, my whole world just went poof. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Plus, I don't have to stick needles in people. That's like amazing. Because <laughs> who wants to do that? Um, sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't like, you know, causing people pain, but it works. You know, and it was, it was a cool career, but I, access was like, it, it actually allowed me to create the change I was looking for with people and provided me like business wise with so many more possibilities. So I started traveling actually when I first became a facilitator and I was like, right, I'm moving to London. (laughs) And that didn't go over so well um, with a bunch of people either. (laughs) Um, because I did have a brick and mortar business and with acupuncture, you have your, you have your patients and they, you know, they have a relationship with you and they rely on you for things and whatever. And it wasn't like I just overnight was like, you know, abandoned them or anything. I did let them know and stick around for a while and found them other people to see and all of that. But especially my mom was like, not a fan of me leaving. And she was like, what are you, you're abandoning your patients. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm actually doing what I want to do and creating a life that works for me. But sorry, you know, that was, (laughs) is your family from Colorado? Did you grow up there? um, They're in, they're on the East coast. Oh, right, right, right. So yeah. So I went to Europe for, three months and, you know, traveled around and did access and facilitated classes and everything. And then I, I came back and moved to California and blah, blah, blah. And like, 
And then <clears throat> a few years after that, I, um, I did meet my now husband and who was living in Australia and came to visit him in Australia, got pregnant and were twins. <laughs> and that was probably my third big like shock my poor parents they're like you're what you're having babies and in australia like but we're in the u.s like what are you doing <laughs> that is so funny i guess my, when you put it that way there's quite a few times that i went against the grain and did something like shocking. a lot lauren like aggressively <laughs> I, like respect <laughs> so yeah so we live in Australia now and I've been here for five years and we have four-year-old twins and I love it here and yeah my my family is all in the U.S. and um it's been five years I feel like you moved there like yesterday I know and the kids are four I don't know how that happened my goodness yeah yeah and I still do access, obviously. I still do classes, and I have a, a business that I can do from anywhere in the world. And um, <clears throat> two days from now, I'll be taking one of my kids to Costa Rica for uh, access seven day, and um, that'll be sometime. Huh? I'll see you there. Yay! Yeah. So, so yeah, so we travel with the kids, or you know, sometimes I travel without the kids, and their dad stays with them, and. We have a very untraditional marriage. Like I'm the one that makes more of the money, uh, most of the money, and he stays with the kids more of the time. And I travel a lot, and we, you know, we don't really do that whole like traditional role thing. Mm -hmm. But it works for us. And when I was pregnant, I had this idea like, well, I'm not going to be able to work, so he's got to work. And he didn't have a job. And <laughs> I was like, you need to start making some money so that we don't end up, you know, like with Julia on the streets, homeless, <laughs> two kids. <laughs> totally. um, and it didn't really work so well because he, yeah, he's, he's much more of a nester. Like he likes to um, stay at home and and do the house stuff and with the kids like obviously when they're very small there's certain things that only the mom can do but um now that they're older it's great because i i and i know like this is gonna rub some people the wrong way but i can't do kids 24 7 it is like very hard for me i love my kids i adore my kids i really like enjoy being with them but playing for like hours with like all the stuff that they like to play with is so boring. Um, and doing like, I would you have know, to agree with that statement. Yeah. And, and more than fear when I was pregnant was that I was going to have to give up my work because I love what I do. And, um, I didn't want to have to not do that anymore because I so enjoy it and not creating is like, I feel like I'm dying if I'm not creating and yeah, you can be, and I think first it's very different for other, some moms, it's very creative, you know, playing with their kids and doing kids stuff for me. It's yeah. It's just a different thing. I can't, I can't do that all the time. I need also to have other, you know, projects going on and adults to talk to and creating stuff in the world. And like it, and I have so much going on at all, all times. That's probably why I had twins. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's me. And I had to, I had to come to terms with like, you know, 
I'm not wrong because I don't want to just be with the kids all the time. Um, that's just who I am. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's awesome. So like, so like being a mom, um, and traveling and running a business and doing the billions of things that you do, um, like, like what has allowed you, what am I trying to ask? Like what has allowed you, I don't know, to like never get overwhelmed and to like always have fun with what you're doing? Wouldn't say I never get overwhelmed. I definitely have moments. <laughs> um, I try and look really at priorities each day because I mean, I never get through my to-do list ever. Not once have I gotten through my to-do list, <laughs> but you should see my to-do list. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't go there. I, I look at, okay, I wake up and I'm like, right, what's like, what priorities do I have today? <clears throat> And I have a big picture of like the things that I want to um, tackle like in a week or a month or even, you know, looking three months um, with my businesses and all the projects that I'm on. But I don't, I, I, I try and break it down. So there's like maybe three things, you know, that I know like today, okay, if I tackle these three um, and I've had to learn to uh, let other people do stuff and hire people and use, you know, and let other people work with me and maybe not do it the way I would do it. Right. <laughs> um, totally. That's a fun one. Um, and screw up and make mistakes and all of that and not get it perfect and, and, and really like not go to a place where I'm wrong or doing something wrong just because not everything gets done. Um, everything never gets done. It's like, it just doesn't happen. And when you have two little kids, like your day cannot be predictable. Like this we scheduled at 7 a.m. I was hoping the kids would still be asleep, but there was no guarantees. And I'll tell you one thing, <clears throat> their dad sleeps like through anything. So they can be up throwing rocks on him and he will still like be asleep. So, <laughs> so literally jumping on him and, the, and he'll just stay asleep. So, and they, and like right now I'm in a separate house. Like we have a guest house and they're in the main house, but they will wake up, destroy the house, try and wake him up. He won't wake up. And then they'll start looking for me. So then they'll go like exploring and they'll end up here. So that's what I was like. Okay. I said, Jules, like the kids might interrupt us. That's, you know, I don't really have a way of preventing that. Although I looked into like locks that I could install, so keep them in the house, but... <laughs> we used to have their bedroom lock on the outside I'm like I know if anyone sees this they're gonna think something really bad is happening but I'm just really trying to contain them <laughs> yesterday, or no not yesterday like last week Lauren sent me a picture of her kids on the deck and there was a big kookaburra bird and her kids were, like, nakedly, like, throwing, were they throwing rocks at the bird? No, they're taunting him, turning around and spanking their butts and wiggling their butts at, at the, <laughs> like, what are you doing? And the thing has a beak, like, it's, like, the size of, you know, the whole bird's body. I'm like, this thing could, you know, come after you guys. And they're just like, na 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 and spanking their butts in its face. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> They're crazy. 
That is so awesome. I follow, I follow the Instagram that you made for them. And it's like, it just is like lights up my day. They're so hilarious. And like, so <laughs> full of life. We are Twin Magic is their Instagram. You're welcome to follow their crazy adventures. <laughs> they are crazy adventures. So, okay. So I, so a little bit more about parenting, like you let your kids be who they are, which is not a normal parenting tactic. That is an abnormal parenting tactic. Good luck with not letting them be who they are, those two. <laughs> but like, like when you were like pregnant, like what were some of the things that you were like, I'm going to do this different. I'm going to be different with these kids than most people are with their kids. Because you definitely uh, had that point of view. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, yeah, I, I knew that I didn't want to make them do or be anything based on my point of view. Like, and I'm, and I think it's easier said than done because you're like, wow, what if my kid chooses to, you know, like, I don't know, be unhappy and, and homeless on the street. It's like, you have to have allowance for that choice too. Cause in, in the end of the day, you, you don't have control over anyone else. You can't make them do anything or be, you know, what they don't want to be. So what I try and do with my kids is, Oh, it's like allow them to express whatever they're, you know, feeling or acting out someone else's stuff sometimes. Like they come home from school and they're just weird or, you know, like last night Preston was just screaming at me because he didn't want to turn off his iPad and go to bed, which is usually when he starts screaming at me. And uh, I was just like, look, dude, this is not okay. And I gave him the energy of like, no, like this is not cool. You don't treat anyone else like this. You don't scream at them. You don't hit them. That's just not okay. And it's not from a place of um, trying to control him or diminish him or make him wrong. It's just like, no, we don't treat other people this way. I don't care who it is. You know, and your, your mom and dad don't, are not punching bags. You don't just get to do this. Um, <clears throat> and I try and show him like, hey, Where's, we call him hap, Happily, because his, his name is Preston Lee. So when he's happy, he's like, Happily. So we're like, where's Happily? Where's Happily? And, we, and then I'll like tickle him or, you know, and then he snaps out of it. And so I'm trying to bring him back to like, where's you? You know, is this really you, this like grumpy, like aggressive, you know, angry thing? Or like, are you really Happily? Where's Happily? And he'll snap out of it. He's pretty, he's pretty good that way. And sometimes he doesn't. And I just say, hey, if you're going to be, um, you know, angry, grumpy pants or whatever, um, uh, we, you can do that in your room. And we'll put him in his bedroom and shut the door and he'll have a, you know, tantrum and then he'll get over it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and your kids are just so, like, I don't know. They're just so magical, but like, and, but that is from the space of like, you just letting them be whoever they are. Like I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm a stepmom and I have three stepkids and, uh, but it's pretty like, it's, it's full on, you know, their mom actually passed away. So I'm pretty much a full-time, I am a full-time mom. I'm a total full-time mom. And, um, and it's interesting because I really, like watching when I first married my husband and saw the way he parented, I was like, Oh my God, like he's so 
hard on the kids and he's so, you know, like over the top with the kids. But then I kept looking at like the results and the kids were just so happy and so empowered. And like, I, I watch my stepdaughter, Aria, who's, she's actually 11 now. And I watch her like pick out ice cream at the ice cream store and she like knows exactly what she wants and she's like I'll have that ice cream with that cone and I'll have like light on the sprinkles and like she just and she like loves what she gets and she just like knows who she is and she never like tries to be like me or I mean sometimes she like she you know she wants to be a lady or whatever you know like wear my shoes and put on my makeup and stuff but like she doesn't ever give herself up to try to be like me. And that's just not something that I was ever shown. Like my, I mean, I did have great parents, but it's just like nobody ever taught them to just be them. And so they never taught me to just be me. It was like, there always kind of could have been something bad that would happen if I went too far out of the realm of the box or you know, it was sort of too out there. And, um, and it's like, just like to see what it's like. I don't know. Like one of the things that I found amazing about the way that he parented and also the way I parent too, like we're both really, really beyond this reality. But one of the things that he did was when his wife passed away, he like the family grieved for a few years and but found access about nine months after she died. So they started going to access classes and he was like, he was actually a Christian when he found access because he had had a guru. He had been a Christian. He had done all kinds of things. And when he came to access, he was like, he's like, I'll do the bars because they make my kids fall asleep and my kids are nuts. So if they fall asleep, I'll go. That's worth the price of admission. And, um, but he's like, I'm not going anywhere near that clearing statement because it's, that's so messed up. (laughs) But, but what he did was like the kids, he and the kids all slept in the same bed for six months after their mom died. And then, um, after about two years, he was ready to start dating again. So, oh, or one of your, or one of the twins out there. (laughs) One sneaking up the path. (laughs) (laughs) like I'm coming to see you I know I'm not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny but yeah but like he so when he was ready to start dating again he took all of the pictures out of the picture frames in the house and like showed the kids that it was like time for them to move on and he let each of the kids keep a picture of their mom in their room but he didn't want to create a place where it was like the next woman was replacing their mom. He actually like wanted to show them like, we have to move on and we're going to, you know, heal. And then, you know, somebody else may or may not come, but it's like, he made so many incredible, amazing choices like that. Like things I never, like just totally different things that were totally out of the box. Um, and just like honoring his kids. And I don't know, I just think it's the coolest thing, the way that you are with your kids and, the way that we are with our kids and like well, you really inherited a whole family when you I made that did. choice. I sure did. <laughs> I, I didn't, big one. 
I didn't know if I was going to make it, but I sure did. <laughs> well, and the boys are like not that far off of your age. So it's a totally different dynamic like than having little kids. Totally, totally. Vincent was 12 and Elijah was 15 and I was 23. And I was like, whoa, this is intense. I used to run out of the room. Oh, <gasps> hi. You want to say hello? What's your name? Ayla. This is Ayla. Ayla. I'm Julia. Nice to see you. I haven't met Julia, have you? <laughs> She's so sweet. What's that? Looks like a French macaroon. I know, right? <laughs> it's putty. There's putty oh, inside. That's mm. awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. Parenting done totally different. Um, so that was about a half an hour. So thank you for coming on, Lauren. Thank you so much. And um, I got more. Ava's got more. Oh, look at those putties, Ava. Those are so cool. And you have good timing, huh? Because I think we were just about done. And she's like, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who can't see the video, her eyes are popping out of her head. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's gotten all autistic. She's like, I, I won't talk to you, but I'm just going to like, sorry, you're this funny. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and listening, and I hope this gave you a different possibility, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye!